Welcome to the Daily Drive with Josh Downs, Christmas edition, where each weekday during the month of December, I'll be sharing thoughts, principles, insights, and activities to help you better connect more with family and friends, to better find the true meaning of Christmas, and to help you get more out of Christmas by focusing more on Christ. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Daily Drive Christmas edition, or More Christ edition where each weekday I'll share a brief thought, principle, and story about Christmas to help you get more out of your Christmas by focusing more on Christ. The story today that I want to share with you is one that's especially near and dear to my heart and one that I'm even connected to a little bit personally. It's a story that I first heard shared by President Thomas S. Monson, a former leader in my faith who has since passed away, but he shared this as part of a Christmas devotional many years ago. And it's a true story about a sailor during World War II by the name of Lee W. Malloy who was traveling home on a battleship on Christmas Eve when something remarkable happened. As the story is told, on Christmas Eve in 1944, Lee was on a ship traveling from the Mediterranean approaching the Straits of Gibraltar on its way to the North Atlantic. Following months, even years of service in the war, the men on board were happily bound for the east coast of the good old United States of America and home. It was a stormy night and Lee was once again on watch at the bow of the ship. The past few days had been unremarkable, he records, and the sights and sounds and smell of the ocean lulled us into a sense of well-being. The events which transpired next seemed to happen in an instant. I saw the plume of a periscope appear off the port side of the ship. It couldn't have been more than a hundred yards away. Others had seen the plume, for the ship was suddenly alive with alarms and shouts of men scurrying to their battle stations. But there was no time to ready ourselves for a fight or to protect ourselves in any way. The submarine was already on us, rising up out of the choppy sea. The enemy had us dead in their sights. Without question, all that was left was to await our doom. Lee reported that he would never forget what happened next. While many of the sailors were bracing for the possible impact of a torpedo, instead from the periscope they saw a flashing light. The enemy submarine began flashing Morse code. First, an M, then an E, two R's, and then a Y, and then a C-H-R-I-S-T-M-A-S. Merry Christmas (laughs) was sent in Morse code to Lee and the other men aboard the ship before sinking back into the dark stormy sea. As Lee reported, and understandably so, all the sailors stood transfixed. No one moved for several seconds as they recovered from their shock and surprise. On that Christmas Eve in 1944, they had been given a precious gift. As the reality of what had just transpired and the words Merry Christmas took hold in their minds and their hearts, they unitedly sent up a cheer, a cheer of relief and of joy and of true celebration. He went on to write that I have had many wonderful Christmases since that Christmas Eve in 1944. I was able to marry and spend 56 years with my lovely wife and help raise our three children. Each consecutive Christmas has been surrounded by children, grandchildren, and now great-grandchildren. None of these memories would have been possible if it wasn't for that fortuitous night when the enemy gave a ship full of men the gift of peace and one of the best Christmas memories possible. What can Christmas do? Or what can more Christ do? How about help enemies stop fighting, stop killing, stop hurting? and start forgiving. More Christ is what gets everyone thinking about, hoping for, and doing what they can to bring about peace on earth and goodwill towards men. More Christ brings an abundance of life. No Christ leads to no life.
One year in particular, I finished sharing that story as I did every Christmas since I first heard it with my high school students. And in this particular class, I had a young girl raise her hand and say, Brother Downs, that was my grandpa. (laughs) I about fell over. She explained how grateful she was that the enemy gave her grandfather the best Christmas gift of all time, a gift that would be passed on for generations, because she said, I wouldn't be here if they hadn't given him that gift. She later brought me a signed copy of the story from her grandfather, Lee W. Malloy, and I watched her over the years get married, have children, and serve in the church that she was a part of. I can't help but whenever I see her, think of that story and the gift that love can provide, that forgiveness can give, that more Christ offers all of us. As President Monson concluded the story, he said, The spirit of love had prevailed, the spirit of Christmas, the spirit of Christ. Let it be a time of peace because we have found peace in his teachings. President Uchtdorf, another leader of my faith, once taught about forgiveness, that we must recognize that we are all imperfect, that we are all beggars before God. Haven't we all at one time or another, he said, meekly approached the mercy seat and pleaded for grace? Haven't we wished with all the energy of our souls for mercy to be forgiven of the mistakes that we have made and the sins that we have committed? Because we all depend on the mercy of God, how can we deny to others any measure of the grace that we so desperately desire for ourselves? Should we not forgive as we wish to be forgiven? Christ is the mediator between us and God, but he can also be the mediator between each other. More Christ can help heal old wounds, remove old grudges, repair damaged relationships. In fact, as much as I love a million different scenes in the movie Home Alone and laugh at just as many, my most favorite is right at the end as Kevin, after a wonderful reunion with his family, walks quietly to the living room window because he sees something but can't quite tell what it is until he gets close and there sees through the window the old man that he had befriended in the church the night before reunited with his estranged son who he hadn't spoken to in years. And there they were embracing each other for the first time in just as long, with the snow falling all around them. And then he embraces his granddaughter, whom he hasn't been able to spend much time with either. He waves to Kevin as if to say, Thank you, you were right. And then together, as a family made whole, they go into his house to celebrate Christmas. It's not a coincidence that this happens during Christmas, but is exactly what can happen because of Christmas, because of more Christ. Although Kevin was going to need a lot more Christmas to survive once Buzz found out what he had done to his room. So my invitation today is to forgive an enemy. We all have people that have hurt us, people that irritate us, people that upset us almost each and every day. My invitation is to find the ability to forgive by first finding more Christ during Christmas. Maybe it's listening to Christmas music or thinking of others or doing something to remind you of Him, to connect with Him more this time of year, but I'm confident whatever it is that you do, when you do that, you'll also find the strength and desire to forgive more because that's what more Christ does. Now today's activity, maybe even a tradition that I'd like to recommend is a fun one, one that I remember doing while growing up myself. I saw a post, in fact, on it today where someone else was doing it and they called it Secret Pals, which, which I really liked. I think we called it, back when I was doing it as a kid, Secret Elves or something. But in essence, what this tradition entails is basically drawing a name in the family for each person, 
on, say, a Sunday, and then during the week, it's your job to provide secret acts of service for that person. And the catch is you can't get caught. (laughs) And then next Sunday, you gather around and try to guess who your secret elf or pal was, and then redraw names and do it again. I remember while my daughters were growing up, as a part of this, I also had a little manger that I incorporated into the activity during December. And when they performed any of those secret acts of service, the giver of the service was able to take a small amount of straw and then place that straw in the previously empty manger. And the idea was to see if we could fill it before Christ was to come on Christmas Day. Now, there's a lot of variations to this, but the concept and the principle and the results are the, mostly the same. It's a good way in a family to help enemies sometimes become friends by focusing more on what Christ would do. I love surprising my brother and sisters while growing up with a made bed or their shoes put away or socks cleaned up or breakfast made for them or any other number of fun ways to serve within your own family secretly. And sometimes with reactions that were probably very similar to those sailors who were stunned at what the enemy had done back that Christmas Eve night in 1944. Living in a family isn't always easy, nor does everyone always get along, but the answer has always been the same and it's always been found easiest during this month, the month of Christmas, the month of more Christ. Now, thanks as always for listening today, everybody. I hope that you have a wonderful day, that you enjoy the Christmas season in your own way, and that you take the opportunity that you definitely will have to forgive someone today and remember the gift that forgiveness is and that this gift you have is for giving. So give it and don't keep it. Maybe even watch a little Home Alone if you haven't already, but Watch a little more closely the part at the end, which is the best part of the whole movie, and remember what more Christmas can do for all of us. Until next time, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. (laughs) I'm Josh Downs, and this is the Christmas edition of The Daily Drive.